right, and welcome to the Gridiron Fantasy Football Podcast for Tuesday, October 5th, 2021. And I am Chip, I'm your host, and thank you so much for listening today. If you're a new listener, thank you so much for joining us as well. If I can share our podcast, you can find us over on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Pandora. Um, if you'd like to watch us, you can watch us over on YouTube at Gridiron Fantasy Football. So please do me a favor, hit subscribe, support the show so you don't miss any more episodes. Um, and on today's episode, we're going to be talking about all the top waiver wire pickups for week five. Um, you know, I, I try to, I try to wean out some of, there's a long list of guys you can pick up. Um, but it's one of those things where I feel like I try to kind of make it to the most important guys that are available. Um, I mean, we had, we had yesterday, we had a lot of like fancy quote unquote breakouts. Um, you know, we saw, we saw the tight end for the Bengals, CJ uh, Uzuma. You know he had a twenty, you know twenty one point five like um, point game on Thursday night. He was really good. Uh, Randall Cobb had a good game uh, yesterday uh, on Sunday. Then you have Mo, Mo Ali Cox had two touchdowns on Sunday. Um, Dawson Knox had another good game as well. Um, Van Jefferson, Kenneth Gainwell. A lot of these guys had good games, but do you? feel like these guys are going to be consistent with getting you a a win each week you know a guy that you can build around you know your roster you already have your studs and your guys that you're on your roster but can these guys add things to your roster that you can play on each week and feel like they're consistent for me there's only a couple guys on this list that broke out on Sunday that I would really consider and there's other guys that are still available I still think are beneficial to your roster so let's go ahead and look at some of the news first before I get into the waiver ride pickups. Um, some updates on injuries. So both for the 49ers, Kyle Shannon came out and said he had hoped that Eliza Mitchell could play um, this week. He's dealing with a shorter injury. It looks like he is um, trending in the right direction, but still uncertainty. So if he cannot play, then obviously Trey Sermon continues to be the starter. Then also we knew that Jimmy Garoppolo on Sunday left the game pretty early due to a calf injury. It looks like the based on what Kyle Shanahan said on Monday, that doesn't look like it's as severe as they'd hoped. And he actually has a pretty good chance to play in week five. They'll, re- they'll reevaluate his injury on on Wednesday and kind of see how that takes, you know, take shape and then go from there. But um, that's good news for for 49ers fans who think Jimmy Garoppolo is uh, a better starter as of right now than Trey Lance. Um, and then. Bengals. Let's talk about Bengals real quick. So coach Zach Taylor was uh, saying that on Monday that that Joe Mixon's ankle injury is more of a day-to-day thing than a week-to-week thing. I don't know. I mean, we saw this happen with Dalvin Cook last week, right? So Dalvin Cook had a, an ankle sprain. He was trying to practice during the week, didn't really practice much. He was hopeful that he could play. In week three, he was unable to. So then Alexander Madison took that role against the Seahawks and had a very good game. Now, I don't know. I know that they'll practice third of the week. He'll try to practice. But my guess is, is that Joe Mixon will at least, mix, at least miss uh, week five. That's just my initial opinion on Tuesday. Now things can change throughout the, the week and with different reports and all that stuff. But I think uh, Joe Mixon at least misses this week. And then also T. Higgins. Uh, he's been dealing with a shorter injury, and he, he's expected to return to practice this week. So that's a good indication if he's going to play on Sunday. So that's good news for anyone who owns T. Higgins. And this is not injury news, but this is more of a player news. Uh, Andy, Reed, Andy Reed of the Chiefs said that Josh Gordon has a chance to play in Week 5 against the Bills. You know, this is 
if anybody who's followed Josh Gordon, he's a 30-year-old wide receiver that came on with the Cleveland Browns, dealt with a lot of, of substance abuse, all that stuff's gone through rehab. He's been, he's been suspended multiple times in the league, and he is a very, very talented wide receiver. Um, and I root for guys who get other opportunities. He's had so many opportunities. I hope this is the one that that allows him to actually. He's only thirty years old, so he's still he's not in his prime anymore. But he's still, you know, it looks like he came the, to the the Chiefs team at, like in tip top shape. That he looks like that alpha wide receiver that they've been missing. Um, I know that they have Tiger Kill, but he's a, he's more of a gadget, not a gadget guy, but he's, he's not your prototypical wide receiver. Um, Josh Gordon gives you that big body wide receiver. They have Kelsey, but I think Josh Gordon brings them another dynamic that they haven't had. So um, it would be cool to see him play. It's always cool to see you guys are able to come back from dealing with some, you know, issues personally, and they're able to, to overcome that. So hopefully uh, this veers in the right direction for Josh Gordon. So, as of right now, that's all the current news for um, this uh, this Tuesday. Um, and so now let's go into my waiver wire pickups for, for week five. Now, the list is, I have, I mean, it's a decent list. I think that I always have a player from each, you know, each uh, position, but also think that uh, there's some players that stick out more than the others. Uh, and I'm going to start with the quarterback position. And I still think Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold is still out there. He's my number one quarterback to pick up if he's still out there. He is out there because he's 18% owned. You know, good game against Dallas. Uh, he had four total touchdowns. He plays Philly this week. So I feel like that's another plus matchup for Sam Darnold. You know, he right now, currently, he is the QB5 in fantasy. Whoever thought that, that Sam Darnold would be this guy. And now I know there's going to be some regression from him at some point, but he continues to have good matchups. And I think the Eagles are another good matchup. Um, you know, he had so right now, he has five rushing touchdowns. If you listen to the podcast yesterday, I mean, he has more rushing touchdowns than Alvin Kamara and whoever thought that, I mean, and Josh Allen. So like he's doing it, you know, through the air on the ground. So it's really cool to see Sam Darnold do something um, outside of the Adam Gase curse and uh, from the Jets. So good for him. Um, you know, because on Sunday he he had, he had another he had two touchdowns on the ground, but he also th- gave you 300 yards passing and two touchdowns there. So um, Sam Darnold, we know at some point the luck will end. At some point we'll have a bad matchup, and then you'll he'll he'll burn some guys. But you know, if he's if you're in a two quarterback league or a super flex league, he has to be played. Um, when it comes to you know one quarterback leagues, he's more of a streamer. But um, I'm sure there's other opportunities there for quarterbacks that you may want to play above Sam Darnold, but you can't you can't deny how well he's doing so far this year. So um, you need to continue to play him. And then my next uh, quarterback is obviously it's Trey Lance, right? He's twenty five percent owned, and it's only due to the fact that obviously if you you need a starting quarterback, you know usually if you're in a two quarterback league or super flex league, you're probably playing all starting quarterbacks that are available in the NFL. And so if Jimmy G is out, that means that Trey Lance would be the starter. And Trey Lance, I mean, he's a dual threat quarterback. We know that he's still a rookie. He's still learning the system. I mean, Kyle Shanahan came out on Sunday and said there's a reason why he's still our number two quarterback. So I think that that that's going to be something you want to monitor. I mean, I'm not going to go balls to the wall for him for in a fab more um, with any of my or waste of waiver priority pick on him. Because I think there's other guys that could be available that you can get that's worthy of a pick a pickup. Um, but I think that Trey Lance needs to be. Uh, at least picked up, you know, put in a, a, sm- a small fab budget, you know, bid in and 
maybe you can probably get him for for a couple dollars if that you know so you know the last thing you want to see is Trey Lance be picked up by one of your opponents and Trey Lance just blows up I've been holding on to Trey Lance I am in a one quarterback league and Tom Brady is my my main quarterback but I picked up Trey Lance just just in case you know because if he if he's that being that one rookie quarterback that just blows up like a Justin Herbert um and he gets the opportunity say Sam Darnold or I'm sorry if Jimmy G cannot continue to go and he continues to play and Trey Lance every week looks better and better and better I think that Jimmy G could lose his starting you know starting job so Trey Lance is definitely if not if you don't want to own him because you already have a better quarterback it's always good to play defense as well in your leagues you know just in case so those are my two quarterbacks that I think are worthy of picking up uh at running back I think the number one guy right now because of David Montgomery being injured and it looks like he will miss some uh, substantial time. Damian Williams is a guy that needs to be picked up. He's 9% owned. It, it may be a short-term rental, right? But it's always good to understand that, you know, Damian Williams is a very good running back. You know, he was a backup at Kansas City. You know, he can get the job done. He's a good runner. He's a good pass catcher. So he fits the mold of what you would like to see in a running back. Now, he's probably going to give you the RB2 upside. Now, it could be for one or two games. It could be for the rest of the season. We're still waiting on news about David Montgomery's injury. Right now, it's still under the understanding that he is a he's dealing with a hyper-extended knee. So there's no structural damage in a sense with the ACL or the MCL or anything like that. But this is a tricky one because there's guys out there that probably could be better for your roster long-term. But if you really need to win now... Maybe Damian Williams is a guy that you spend a lot of your fab on to make sure that you're able to get a win and have the upper hand. Say, obviously, one of your opponents has, you know, David Montgomery, or you're the one who owns David Montgomery. That's obviously you're the one who wants to try to get him as much as you can. So, Damian Williams is my number one guy. Number two guy is Samaj P. Ryan of the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, he is the backup in the handcuff to Joe Mixon. You know, he's only 2% owned. Now, obviously, it's gonna. We don't know exactly what Joe Mixon's stats will be on Sunday, so you have to kind of put in a bid in, assuming that you're getting P, uh, P Ryan to fill in for Joe Mixon. Now, this all depends on your roster structure, right? If you have a good bench player that will get you some opportunities, then then you feel like it's gonna be a better opportunity than Samaji P Ryan. Then you do you, you don't really spend a lot of fab on it. I mean, get the guy that you know and play the guy that you think is better. But if you're strapped on running back and you need the position. This is the problem that you're going to have. Like this was what happened with uh, this past week. You know, Josh Jacobs came back for the Raiders and a lot of people paid for Peyton Barber and you couldn't even use Peyton Barber. And then Peyton Barber gets hurt in the Monday night game. So he's not available. So like you spent a bunch of fab or whatever, how much you spent on fab on him and you came and play the guy. So I think that this is a guy that I think if Joe Mixon's out for, it is considered a week to week, then he's a guy that could get you some good, some, some points here and there. But um, it's definitely a downgraded Joe Mixon, obviously, but I think it's something to monitor. Um, my third running back on my list is Kenneth Gainwell. He is 27% owned. You know, he had a good game on Sunday. He was three for 31 on the ground. He was six for 58 and one touchdown on eight targets on Sunday. And this is where I feel like it's, this is the whole curse of like the Boston Scott issue. I had Miles Sanders last year. And it was very, I was a very annoyed owner of Miles Sanders because Boston Scott would continuously take time and points away from Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is a very good running back, at least in my, in my opinion, and he deserves to be able to get the opportunities. 
but this seems like they don't like him. It seems like Kenneth Gainwell is the guy that they they look at when it comes in the passing game. And if they're like, you know, down by too many points, whatever, it seems like Gainwell is the one who gets the opportunities there. But he's definitely someone that you can can be a flex consideration because it seems like the Eagles more times than not will be in a negative game, game script. There'll be guys out there who are going to continue to be trying to come back, come back from behind and all that. So it gives them opportunities to be a decent flex play. But um, just very interesting to see the the backfield for the Eagles right now. My next guy is Latavius Murray. Now he's highly owned. like He's 40%, 47% owned in most leagues. But the issue is with this is that what was interesting about Sunday is that Tyson Williams was a healthy inactive. So they activated... Um, Le'Veon Bell, you know, Latavius Murray has always been active since he'd been on the on the Ravens. And he had he had a good game. I mean, you know, Murray seems to be getting the opportunities there. So I think that he's warranted a a, a spot on your roster just because it's a it's a volatile back, you know, backfield, but it's like, you know, it seems like they they like Murray. Murray's a vet, he's a good running back, and he could give you some opportunity there. So if I had some some fab and maybe a low priority on the, on the waiver wire, then maybe somebody you can try to grab, just sneak on your roster just in case. Um, and then my, my last running back on my list is Ty Montgomery. Now he's not owned in any leagues, but because of the injury to uh, Tony Jones Jr. for the, the backup for the Saints, you want to have the, the backup for Alvin Kamara because something can happen to Alvin Kamara, obviously like any other player. And having Ty Montgomery there allows you to be able to to have someone to, to, to pivot to just in case. Um, Ty Montgomery, he he is a, a good pass catcher. Um, he played, I don't know if you guys remember him on the Packers, he played mostly wide, he was a, listed as a running back, he played mostly wide receiver. But he's a guy that could definitely get you some some flex appeal there. But, you know, he's low on the priority list. I, I don't feel comfortable if I had to add uh, uh, Ty Montgomery onto my roster. I just don't, I don't feel good about it. But because of the injury, the injury to Tony Jones Jr., it's definitely worth an ad just because anything happened on any given Sunday to some of these starting running backs. So those are my running backs. Now moving on to the wide receivers. Uh, my main guy here is Darnell Mooney. He's 38% owned. It was kind of frustrating. If you listen to the podcast uh, yesterday, I I had had Mooney. I had picked him up the following week. Um, and then I dropped him because he had a bad game with Justin Fields. So I'm like, you know what? I don't want to, I want to try to get as many people. I dropped him for Emmanuel Sanders. You know, so I was trying to figure out who had the better upside. And Mooney had a very good game. You know, he he led all Bears in targets, right? He had um he had five receptions for 125 yards and he had six targets. So I mean, I know that like that's not a big target share, but he he led the team. Um and then he also he played the most snaps. He played like 40 snaps for the Chicago Bears, and that's more than any of the receivers on the team. And it's just interesting how they have a very talented wide receiver with Allen Robinson. And then Darnell Mooney is the guy who was the favorite right now with Justin Fields. So it could, it could be a volatile situation. You could play Darnell Mooney this week and get you no points. But um, he was a guy that definitely was going to get an increase in target share because, you know, they, they had moved on from um, Anthony Miller. And so Darnell Mooney has the opportunity to be the number two. And he's talented. He has some very good catches on Sunday. So uh, he's definitely a guy to, to try to get on your roster. My next player is LaVisca Chenault. Now, he's probably not going to be available in most leagues, but he's he's still only 58% owned, so he's available out there somewhere. And the reason why this is interesting because DJ Chark is going to be on IR, and he already, he's already on IR. And so that obviously gives opportunities to 
Marvin Jones Jr. and LaVisca Chanel, right? He, on Thursday night, he had he was 6 for 99 on 7 targets. He also has the ability to rush the ball. So I think this is a guy that will gradually get better and better as the season progresses because he'll have the opportunities. He's already a talented wide receiver. So it'll be interesting to kind of see what he does moving forward without DJ Chark in the lineup. So he's definitely a must add for me. Then my next wide receiver uh, is Curtis Samuel. Now he's owned in 48% of leagues. You know, he only had four catches for 19 yards yesterday or on Sunday. But the thing is that he was coming off an IR. It was his first game back. He didn't play a very high percentage of snaps, but I do think that he's a guy that is, we know that he's talented. Um, you know, so I think he is a, a guy who's going to play a lot of the slot. They can use him in the running game. And all that stuff. He's kind of like that Swiss Army Swiss Army knife type of player. Um, so if he's on your, you know, available in your league, I would pick him up. My next guy is Jamison Crowder. Now he's only 17% owned. It was a, he came back. He was inactive. He came back and had a decent game. He was 7 for 61 and a touchdown on nine targets. Now a lot that you got you got to think. I mean, the Jets right now are are a struggling team. The, the thing about this was that Elijah Moore, the rookie, was out because of the concussion protocol. Um, so things could get cha- things could change if Elijah Moore comes back this week. You know, they do play in London against the Falcons. So, but I feel like Jamison Crowder, he's type he's that type of wide receiver because he plays the slot. He seems to be like like the safe guy. I mean, I think that if you have Elijah Moore back, then you got Corey Davis, Jamison Crowder. You know, you know things. Teams tend to look a little bit better for Zach Wilson. I mean, Zach Wilson had a better game um, this week. So I think that uh, it's it's going to be interesting with Jameson Crowder, but he's definitely worth an add just because if you're in PPR leagues, he's definitely a PPR monster type of receiver. So, you know, he, he'll probably be a low add, like it depends on how much money you have to spend on Fab. Probably he's going to be a pretty cheap add for you. Um, and then my last guy, he uh, he's coming off IR is Rashad Bateman. He's the rookie wide receiver for the uh, for the Baltimore Ravens, and he's nineteen percent owned. Now he hasn't played all year, right? So we have no idea how they're going to use him. Um, you know, we know Marquise Brown has been having a decent season. You know what changes when Rashad Bateman comes back and plays? But if you know most guys don't look at the guys who are coming off an of IR, so. If you were smart about it, you had seen and paid attention to some of the news that you had paid attention to. Like I, I mentioned Bateman last week in my my podcast for waiver wire pickups, um, Curtis Samuel, because these guys you always want to see who's on IR, who are starters and and assets on that team, and try to sneak them on your roster with with no cost of fab. And most people are going to see who can help them right now. But if you're able to get ahead of the game and pick up guys that are on IR that are coming back soon. That's always going to help you out because then you're you're just adding a guy to your IR spot with for no for no cost. So uh, I think Bateman is definitely worth an add. He's a cheap add. You know, if nothing happens, then nothing happens. But at least if he blows up to whatever ability that is, then at least you got him for nothing. Uh, and then my last player, my last uh, position is the tight end position. The only player I really have here because everything's volatile when it comes to tight end. And so I think Dawson Knox deserves to be owned. He's 33% owned, a huge increase in his percentage from last week to this week. Um, He finished as a tight end two this week. And on Sunday, he saw a season high of eight targets. He was five for 37 and two. You know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, he's, he's been pretty consistent so far this year. I mean, uh, Josh Allen is looking at, you know, looking for him on a regular basis. You know, it's, 
you know, as a Josh Allen owner, I own Stefan Diggs and I actually do own Emmanuel Sanders on my same team. You know, he's spreading the ball around. So I think that uh, Dawson Knox is starting to become a very interesting ad because he's been pretty consistent this year. Um, So hopefully you can get him. And if he he starts to have continuous games like this, then you're going to get a a pretty good tight end for your for your roster. So um, he's the only he's the only tight end I would I would really consider adding than the ones that are available. So, uh, like I said, I try to bring the names I think are the most um, useful and and go with those names because there's a long list of guys that you saw that had breakout games yesterday or on Sunday, but you really have no idea if that's going to be consistent or not. So I try to pick the ones that will be the best for your roster for this week. Um, and then moving on to defense uh, defense streamers. Uh, I got three teams. Uh, I think the Minnesota Vikings play the Detroit Lions anytime you know, you got a, a, a matchup between like for the Lions or for the Jets. I think it's going to be a good a good pick um, streaming. Uh, so I think Minnesota's a good streamer this week. The Cowboys play the Giants. Um, so the the Cowboys defense looks pretty good. Um, I got burned by the Saints this week. I played the Saints for the versus the Giants and I got burned. So it didn't help me there. But Cowboys seem to be playing pretty well on defense. And then the Falcons play the Jets. So. I know a lot of people probably played the Titans versus the Jets this past week. So I'm sure there's other opportunities there for, for defenses out there if you're streaming a defense. So it makes me kind of concerned that to play the Falcons versus the Jets because I feel like the Jets have a, a very good plus matchup where I think the Jets could possibly win this game against the Jets or the Jets can possibly win this game against the Falcons. So I think that it's definitely um, a cautious op, you know, optimism type of situation there. But... Um, those are my my top waiver wire pickups for week five in review. My two quarterbacks, I got Sam Darnold and Trey Lance. At running back, I got Damian Williams, Samaje Pirine, Kenneth Gainwell, Latavius Murray, and Ty Montgomery. At wide receiver, I got Darnell Mooney, LaVisca Sunult Jr., Curtis Samuel, Jameson Crowder, Rashad Bateman. And then at tight end, I got Dawson, Dawson Knox. And the defensive streamers, I got Minnesota, uh, Dallas, and then Atlanta against the Jets. So, that's it for today. Um, thank you so much for watching. And then another disclaimer, after waivers, make sure you see who got dropped because every week there will be somebody who gets dropped that is probably better than the people that you're going to pick up. So look at who's dropped, snag those guys because that's going to better your roster, obviously. So always look at who gets dropped, okay? So um, like I said, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Please like, comment, and share um, the podcast and the YouTube channel with your friends and family. I really appreciate that. And then on Thursday, I'll be back onto the podcast with all my weekly matchups, all my starts and sits. Um, so like I said, don't forget to hit subscribe to, so you don't miss that episode. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at Football. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at the GoodIronPod. Um, so I'll be there to answer any of the questions you have on those platforms. So uh, make sure to follow us there, okay? So we'll see you on Thursday and take care. Hopefully you get the guys that you're looking for to improve your roster uh, during this week's waiver, all right? Have a good day.